Welcome to Jeff in Motion. <clears throat> Make sure the microphone is somewhere. Right. I'm still using my uh, left ear set, so the microphone's <laughs> a little and in a little different place because I still have an ear infection. But uh, other than that, I'm f- pretty much feeling the best I have in the last two weeks. Um, and I mean, I'm still taking my medication for the ear infection, so that will hopefully go away <laughs> by the time the 10-day period is over. Go amoxicillin. <sighs> but yeah, it's a Monday morning. I'm actually getting... This shit recorded on a Monday morning. Um, And you guys should consider yourselves lucky because today's Crack Podcast is really fucking good. (laughs) It's on the uh, divergent American cultures and why they are divergent. And it's really interesting. (laughs) And I'm eager to listen to it again. Or pick it up where I left off. I teased butt tattoos um, Friday night. Butt tattoos. Aislinn and I went Friday evening to our local tattoo parlor that uh, we frequent, Totem Tattoo in Shimokan Dam, right next to the Sitco. And... We got... They're matching tattoos, but they're not identical tattoos. Uh, on our butt cheeks, my right, her left, we got Ren and Stimpy. Um, I got Stimpy, and she got Ren. And it's simultaneously a dumb and awesome idea. It's dumb because, like, getting a tattoo of a cartoon character is often cliché. And I don't know how many Tasmanian Devil back-off tattoos I've seen. But uh, we got ours done well. And we got ours at a point where really only Aislinn and I are going to see them. Because they are for us. They're not really for anyone else. Like, my dye tattoos and my snake tattoos... Those are for me, but they're also for show. They are also at a place where when I am wearing short sleeves, people can see them plainly and do frequently ask to look at them. The tattoo of Stimpy on my butt is for me. There is really not a situation I can think of other than, hey, Jeff, 
can I see that tattoo of Stimpy on your butt that anyone other than Aislinn needs to see it? <clears throat> so it's kind of... We don't... Aislinn and I are both pretty ingrained in tattoo culture. Uh, she earlier than I was. I guess that sentence made sense. Um, but the... We've been together... Well, we're, we're just coming up on our sixth wedding anniversary, so that'll put us towards like seven and a half years together as a couple. And <clears throat> that leaves... Uh, and one of the things, that, and we do not have any... Well, we do now. We, up until this point, had no matching tattoos. We don't have our names tattooed anywhere on either of us and that comes from getting someone's name tattooed on you is the kiss of death on the relationship you could have a 40 year relationship you get the name tattooed on you it will crumble it is I'm I'm not a superstitious man but that is one of the superstitions I kind of hold to never ever ever get a significant other's name tattooed on you because it is way more painful to get rid of that tattoo than it will be to break up the relationship and there there are I don't believe in God but I believe in the gods of irony and <clears throat> the gods of irony will see to it that that relationship is destroyed the minute you get their name permanently emblazoned on your skin. So, I will never have the, the word Aislinn on my body. Ever. It's not going to happen. But I'm also not worried about a relationship. I think we're going to be together for... Forever is a weird word, but I don't see a reason our relationship would ever break, would ever break. But I don't know the future. But if we were to continue on the path we're currently on, I don't see it ending. And that makes me happy. So, we've... (laughs) So we came to the point where Aislinn threw this idea out at me, and I liked it, because I like her. <laughs> I don't know where that sentence was going when my brain farted out there at the moment. But, <clears throat> so, I, you know, I felt safe. And then there's the whole, if we ever break, I can just get a wren on the other butt cheek and it's all good. But, (laughs) I really, I don't know, it's, it's lame and romantic-y, and I like it. Like, because, and it's funny, because I've taken that mentality of, ah, this is is a little lame, but it's, I like it. But anyone I say that to is like, nah, dude, nah, that's so awesome, that's so awesome. But if I were to come out of the gate with, guys, I did the most awesome thing ever. Look at this. Stimpy on my butt. 
What? That just doesn't seem alright to me. Uh, it might be sort of how I'm feeling, but like, I gotta come out of the gate tentative for some reason. I've gotta be like, it's, you know, it's stupid, but you know, we love each other and love is dumb and that. Nah, nah. And then have people validate me by being like, nah, dude, that's awesome, dude, nah. Nah, dude, nah. Nah. Dude. Nah. <laughs> so yeah, that was butt tattoos. Something else this weekend. Um, I've talked about how my daughter will demand I play Mario, um, which is great. That's stellar. Um, it's going to suck when she starts demanding to play Mario and not that I play so she can watch. But uh, I'll, I'll jump that hurdle when I come to it. But she demanded several times that I play Mario, and Mario Mario Luigi is the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga uh, Game Boy Advance Virtual Console on the Wii U that I, I'm thoroughly enjoying that game. But yesterday, she's like Zelda, and she went and grabbed the Wind Waker disc from the uh, our games, and I was like, oh, awesome, because she rarely ever asked me to play that. And I very much enjoy that game. But the entire time, we're, I'm on that boat tooling through the ocean for an eternity because that seems to be that, that game is frustratingly so much time spent in the ocean. And she's just like, the princess, have to go save the princess. Find a castle. Save princess. Save princess. And uh, Morgan is obsessed with saving the princess, either Princess Zelda or Princess Peach, right now. And it's interesting. <clears throat> As I believe, uh, my memory's fuzzy on this, but I believe we, I've talked about Aislinn and I's kind of existential crisis of, oh no, our female child loves princesses and unicorns, because, you know, we were... Not forcing gender neutrality on her, but trying not to force either male or female gender identity on her at all. And she kind of gravitated towards unicorns and princesses. But one thing, she has counterbalances. Like, for every unicorn, she loves a dragon. And she fucking loves a dragon. She likes dragons more than she likes unicorns. It just, unicorns are everywhere, and god damn you don't realize how how many fucking stuffed unicorns there are in the world until you have a daughter who likes them. Fuck. Fuck. <clears throat> but I would say that she li- loves dragons, especially the How to Train Your Dragon dragons, more than she loves her unicorns, although it's probably 50-50. And... She loves princesses, but she also, like, right now, is in love with the cartoon Beetlejuice um, from my childhood, which she found a box set we had and asked me to play it, and I played one episode, and it's all that she's been watching lately, which we're going to have to, you know, get some more brain-stimulating stuff in there uh, here and there, but for now, it's like, this is hilarious. 
our four-year-old just can't get enough Beetlejuice. So for every princess, there's Beetlejuice. And, but particularly today, I were, you know, or yesterday, rather, were, gotta save the princess, gotta save the princess. And it made me realize that she, she spends almost an equal amount of brain energy pretending or liking princesses and what it is to be a princess and what it is to save a princess. Because when she's watching, it, I say, do you want to play a game? And she says, yes. And she feels participatory in it. And, like, when when I will defeat a particularly rough enemy, we, we will, I will go, we did it! And we'll high-five, and it's... She is active in the saving process. And while I don't really want to perpetuate the women are princesses that need to be saved, I think I'm all right with princesses are things that need to be saved, but anyone can save them. That... I think I'm alright with because she's not going to grow up to be a princess. She, I mean, she's, she's our little princess, but she's going to grow up to be a woman, <laughs> and the idea that she can do the saving being ingrained in her, I think I like that. I think that I'm cool with that. As long as she can identify equally with the princess and Link, or Mario, or whatever, uh, or a less cliche example, I think I'm cool with that. I think I'm cool with her, with her liking princesses, but her wanting to save them. Yeah. Huh. What we need. We need a game with that stars a princess saving other princesses. Although the Rayman game just kind of sort of did that. Uh, Rayman Legends most recently, the uh, unlockable characters were these battle princesses, and you could play as them because when you <laughs> saved them, they immediately joined you in the fight. So that, it's sort of, but it wasn't like the. Uh, it wasn't the. Uh, key of the game. It wasn't really... There isn't a solid amount of plot in that game, either. Because it's just a bare-bones platformer and a fucking stellar one at that. Um... Ugh. My antibiotics give me nausea and diarrhea. So, like, I am feeling better, but I'm still fucking wrecked. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, yesterday, I recorded three episodes of the Popular Outcast podcast and an episode of Let's Get Toy Hearted with Bill and Michael Bennett. Um, we finally managed to make our schedules work together. Um, the college kids are out of town, so he his schedule's loosening, and up, loosening up at his job a little. Pardon, just try not to barf. Just... <clears throat> okay. And... Yeah, we recorded three episodes, four, 
and it was great. It was fun, and it was just like, you know, I missed it. I had missed it. Well, I mean, for a while it was. And then I accidentally uh, was a dick to Bill, and he yelled at me. And I have not been yelled at as though I were a child in a long-ass time. And uh, still a little shook up from that. But um, I'm sure it'll be interesting to listen to. I hope it's going to be interesting to listen to. Because we plan on airing it. Um, Because it happens early in the episode. And then the rest of the episode, and a little bit of the episode following, is the fallout. And uh, (laughs) I don't know how funny it'll be, but it'll definitely be an interesting listen. But that's not this week, that's next week. A little tease for the uh, popular Outcast fans that also listen to this show. Uh, Shit is going to get way real next week on the Popular Outcast podcast. Realer than we'll be comfortable. Uh, But trust me, the the real scary awkward part um, doesn't last long. And then the rest of it's just awkward. But we all love witnessing awkward moments that we aren't part of. So, at least I know I do. I know I do. Hmm. Mirak's giving me a headache. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Well, anyway. Uh, this has been Jeff in Motion. I'm nearly at work, and I'm out of things to say. So I'm gonna sign off. Um, this has been Jeff in Motion. Have a good week. I will hopefully talk to you Wednesday, maybe in the morning again. Who fucking knows? I don't. I don't even know. We'll see. I don't, I don't know. Fuck. But butts. Fuck butts. Yep. Jesus Christ.